Sun Weekly. Uh, we're back from our two-week hiatus, and here we have Sun Pen on the line. Sun, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, we're doing great. Uh, welcome back to Pen Weekly. Uh, it's been a while, but um, we needed to take some time for you to recover after that 49er loss in the Super Bowl. Do uh, you think you're fully back 100%? Yeah, I think I've back to 100%. I did think about it yesterday, I think, but I didn't feel too bad about it, just uh, reminis- reminiscing about the Super Bowl, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the what if, the what if. Well, let's let's go ahead and close the chapter on the NFL season. Let's go ahead and look at uh, what we have here. It's NBA time right now. Uh, the NBA season's uh, full swing. The All-Star break just ended, and right now let's go ahead and uh, first of all look ahead at the Laker predictions for the second half of the season, and um, let's continue with that disaster report right now. And uh, what's your uh, prediction for the Lakers season? The rest of it. Well, I think that the Lakers will make the playoffs as the eighth seed. Wow. So- yeah, I think they'll close the gap. At least that's what I'm hoping. And but I think to do that they have to play I think sixty five percent they have to uh win sixty five percent of their remaining games. They have to go something like twenty and nine or nineteen and something something that is uh that has not manifested in their record at all as they are four games under five hundred right now. But Recently, they've been playing pretty well. What was the worst they ever got under 500? Was it seven games? Were they seven games under? Seven games. Yeah. So they they made up three games. Yeah. So they've made up three games. Um, and they're only four under 500. They're gonna play a Celtics team tomorrow that just played a game in Denver. They should be tired. So that'll be good for the Lakers coming off a almost five, five, six days rest. The funny thing is, in the Clippers game last week, last Thursday, that was the fourth game in five nights for the Clippers. But it was like the, the Lakers had a day off and they had played one team earlier in the week. But they looked like a super slow, super old, super tired team in that game. So it's hard to tell how these Laker players are going to come out. <laughs> <sighs> Oh man, you know it's it's gonna be a really tough uh, uphill battle to make the playoffs. Lakers have been under 500 ever since the beginning of December, so it's gonna be a real challenge to get these Lakers get above 500 and to even make the playoffs since they're already three and a half games back. So. I guess the only silver lining in the Lakers' uh, chances is the fact that their point differential is a plus 0.7, while there are some teams in the West who are in the playoffs, like Golden State and Utah, with a negative point differential. So, you know, the Lakers do have the talent, and they have, you know, the ability to play well against teams. So that's something to look at, but it's it's been pretty awful. They've been under 500 for two straight months. And um, it looks like they'll have a really uphill battle time. A lot of road games and no Kyle Gasol. 
and, and even older Steve Nash and, uh, and a very unhappy Dwight Howard. So hopefully um, Corey Bryant saves like he played uh, in the All-Star game against LeBron James the last five minutes. If we get that every game from Corey Bryant, I think we'll be in really good shape, but I don't think that's coming back. I don't think that's coming back. You know, I'm going to change my. I'm going to say that they're not going to make the playoffs. They 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 play ten road games out of fifteen in March. Pau Gasol is going to be out till at, at the earliest, the beginning of April, probably. Dwight Howard is unhappy. There's uh, reports of him mocking Kobe Bryant in the All Star game at the All Star game in the locker room by. Uh, Putting on his journey and jersey, his all-star game jersey, and <laughs> impersonating him. Uh, yeah, behind his back before Kobe arrived. And this is all. This is all from like a New York Post story, which is semi-tabloid. So take it for what it's worth. And uh, when Kobe Bryant came in, he said hi to all the other all-stars, but didn't say hi to Howard. And then. Sat as far as away from him as he possibly could. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. 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 And when asked when asked this weekend whether whether he thinks Dwight Howard will be traded by the uh, trade trade deadline this Thursday, he said it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. He said I don't know whether it doesn't matter. <laughs> What a disaster when uh, when you get the supposed best center in the league and he's just a complete disaster. Uh, worst worst case scenario. Yeah, so I don't know if that's true or not, but a lot of sites are picking that up, um, like the more mainstream sports blogs out there. So, like I said, it came from a semi-tabloid New York Post report. So take it for what it's worth. I mean, it didn't come out during the author game, so I might be saying something. It's probably coming out now, so two days after. But it doesn't yeah. sound like it's too far-fetched. It sounds like something that could happen. So, Definitely yeah. plausible. Yeah. True, whether that's true or false or whatever, it's, <laughs> it's probably still factual that they don't get along <laughs> outside of playing basketball on the court. <laughs> oh, I don't I don't think they got a long playing basketball on the court. There was one point in the All-Star game where Kobe Bryant, uh, you know, sat a pass to Dwight Howard and Dwight dunked it. And, uh, Dwight was just kind of like confused on how he got the ball and he was just like, okay, you know, I'm sure this, you know, this is a fluke, fluke thing that happened, so. I don't think a lot of Laker fans are going to like Dwight Howard, uh, if he stays. Um, especially if he has to coexist with the Kobe Bryant. Yeah, it's really not working out. And, you know, I was actually a big Dwight Howard fan before he became a Laker. And watching him play for the Lakers, it's it's kind of uh, not what I expected. You know, I'm kind of disappointed. I know he's injured, but, you know, he's just, uh, he just not giving that effort. You know, he's not really meshing really well. And, yeah, you know, if he left, I wouldn't be that bad, actually. I would just be like, okay, well, i just have to move on. Yeah, I wouldn't be that sad either. I liked it when uh, he was injured and Pau Gasol was playing the – he was starting and playing the five, and 
Dwight Howard this year has played like he's like he looks like he's wake just woke up from a four hour nap every time he's on the court. He's just <laughs> so that's so lethargic. <laughs>
how he helped Magic Johnson and other players and how he was uh, nice to other players. Um, like he was a friendly guy and well-respected. And like, you know, he sounds like Mark Cuban, but like nobody likes Mark Cuban. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> very similar owner. In some ways, like Jerry Buss hung out with the Magic Johnson all the time during his rookie year. <laughs> yeah, I believe that story. Career. Yeah, throughout his career, too. And then he used to hang out with Dennis Rodman when he was on the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, a lot of interesting stories. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely a really fun owner. And, um, and unfortunately, uh, instead of uh, giving his uh, team the uh, basketball operations to uh, somebody more competent in his family, uh, like uh, a genie bus, you know, he has to give it to uh, Jim Bus, <laughs> who um, doesn't seem like he has a really good feel of how to uh, manage the team. But you know, he's still learning, and hopefully, uh, you know, he'll uh, get the Lakers out of this out of this rut. Yeah, I think Jim Buss has made he's had some pretty successful thing done successful things, but I think he's made two big mistakes. I think, I mean, this is all in hindsight. Um, hiring Mike D'Antoni, mistake number one, and I think trading for Steve Nash is mistake number two. Steve Nash is a great guy; he's a nice guy, but he's not going to fit in with Kobe Bryant because they both need the ball in their hands, and the I mean. Defensively, they're so bad, they they just can't do it. Um, keep the guards in front of them in, the, in a league where all, almost every team's guard heavy. So, I think those two things. I think he didn't evaluate enough. But I mean, he did try to get Chris Paul, and he did until it got vetoed by uh, David Stern. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I think I think another mistake is uh, hiring Mike Brown as well, and um, that was a big that was a big no no as well. What was your alternative though? Rick Adelman was that who Kobe wanted? Uh, yeah, Rick Adelman, and either Van Gundy, either of the Van Gundy brothers. Uh, apparently, Mark Jackson is doing well with the Wet Warriors, so he could have been a, a good choice too. Yeah, Brian Shaw, too. But Stan Van Gundy was still the coach of the Magic. Or the other. Or uh, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. Um, I understand him not wanting to do Brian Shaw because, or Kurt Rambis because of their ties to Phil Jackson. But Rick Adelman had no ties. Jeff Van Gundy didn't either. So I think those two would have been, would have been better than Mike Brown. Yeah. And where is Mike Brown now? He's just collecting checks and going Chick-fil-A. And that's it. <laughs> I think I don't think you'll ever get to live down the Chick Fil A incident. No one's calling Mike Brown, <laughs> yeah, but no one needs to, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, Jim Buss is British. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's chosen poorly in coaches. Oh, uh, yeah, and personnel, it didn't work out. That personnel choices. I think, but, 
But, you know, yeah, I think we were all so excited, though, at the beginning of the season. I wish we could recapture that excitement. It's it's just really hard when I think every player except Kobe has missed time, significant amount of time. But uh, run our test. He has time. <laughs> Yeah, you know, good for Ron Artest, though. He's, he's averaging more points than he has in the past three years as a Lakers, so <laughs> if anybody who's happy, it's Ron Artest. Uh, uh, that's good. He could sign him to a contract extension then. <laughs> oh, we, oh, let's sign him up. I'm ready. I'm ready to sign more Ron Artest. <laughs> yeah, that's too funny. Jameson. Anton Jameson was a good idea. Moves up the scores for that. Uh, having the ball in his hand, he shoots threes. The thing that I guess was a, I didn't know how bad of the defender he was. That's the thing I didn't know before he was on the Lakers. Yeah, I've heard rumblings that he was a bad defender, but I never really watched him play very often. But yeah, just seeing him play, it just, it just seems like his arms are uh, very, very short. Yeah, I'm sure they're pretty long, but when he's out there, it just seems like his arms are only half as long as everybody else's. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I don't think my answer that is, but yeah. Can't reach, can't reach anybody or contest anybody. Shots. <laughs> so strange. Well, I think he gets bumped and he can't jump, but yeah, he he's a terrible defender. Terrible in the post. Terrible in the perimeter. Very poor help defender. Bad rebounder. You name it. <laughs> you name it, he's below average. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, I, I guess, you know, what the late gives you do is just, you know, with Kobe Bryant, I don't know. Who knows what to do? I, Mitch, Mitch Kupchak probably doesn't know what to do either. So, uh, maybe we could uh, build a time machine and get Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah, if you only could rewind the clock and get Chris Paul, that would be that would be great. That'd but, be great if you could get Chris Paul. <laughs> that would be nice if they could somehow get Chris Paul onto the team. Dwight Howard and Steve Nash for Chris Paul. <laughs> I would think that. That's fine. Chris Paul, Paul Gasol. No, Chris Paul, Andrew Bynum, and Kobe Bryant. I'd be happy with that. So it probably been Kobe, Chris Paul, Andrew Bynum. They probably could have traded Andrew Bynum for Howard. So those three. That would been a good team. Better than this one, I think. Um, uh, yeah. No, you know, who else is better? Um, Marcus Aldridge and Damian Lillard. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of teams are better than the Lakers. Right now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. let's move on to other big news stories in the NBA. Right now, um, if you had to guess, do you know who owns the best record in the NBA right now? I'm going to guess the San Antonio Spurs. They, and you are right, two games ahead of both the Heat and the OKC team. Um, and, you know, funny thing is, funny enough... Nobody really expects them to make the finals. <laughs> yeah, for some reason they're counted out. I guess it's their past postseason play. But I think they're a dangerous team. Um, 
they're they are, they are a team that's built for the regular season, but at the same time, they have a coach who can adapt, who is arguably the the best coach in the NBA right now. Um, in the playoffs, they were a hot streak away from beating the Thunder. So yeah, they were on a hot think, streak last year. They they won twenty in a row against the Thunder before losing four straight to them. Right. I mean, a couple of those games were kind of insane, though. One of those games, I mean, Ibaka shot. He was almost perfect. Same with Kendrick Perkins. Yeah. Harden hit that yeah, yeah, so, I mean, other than that, I mean, two games they could have won in the four they lost. I mean, that, I mean, you could say that about any series, really, but it's a lot closer than people remember that series. Right, right. Yeah. So, and then in the East, we have Miami 1, New York 2, and the surprise of Indiana in 3. So, let's go and take a look. Uh, what are your predictions for the East um, for the second half? Oh, yes. I think uh, it's no surprise that I think that Miami will be the number one seed in the East. I wouldn't be surprised if Indiana got to the two seed. They're they're a pretty solid team defensively, and when Granger it really depends on what happens when Granger gets back, how he fits in, if it hurts the team's chemistry, or if it helps it. Because he was the go-to guy, but now Paul George is kind of that guy. So, and they awesome. they're pretty yeah, and they're they play pretty similar positions on the court. So it's really going to be interesting how how that works out when Granger gets back. Also, a lot of teams yeah. like the the Chicago Bulls, if Rose comes back comes back healthy enough, I think should bring him back. If he's healthy, I think he should come back. But if he's like even if he's less than 100 percent, like even 99 percent, I don't think he should come back. Just just sit it out. I don't think they'll. I mean. What are the chances of winning the championship? Twenty percent. If he comes back, I don't no. think that's worth it. No. So, um, if as long as he's a hundred percent healthy or hundred and thirty, uh, Derek Rose said he'll only come back if he's a hundred and ten percent. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he doesn't do any more damage. I mean, that that was a terrible injury. And you look at Ricky Rubio right now, and he came back a little bit too early, and he can't play back to back and is now a bad back, bad hit, because he's trying to compensate on that hurt knee. So, you know, there's there's trouble if he tried to come back too early. How about Shumpert? How's he doing? Well, he's coming off the bench, so uh, I saw him play the other day. He doesn't really have the explosiveness he had last year, but, um, you know, he looks good in that fat top. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he makes him look taller. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was the only reason why he stood out <laughs> when I watched him play is because he had that type top. So that's that's what it looks like. Um, not picking the Heat to win the East because uh, if you look around in the East, it doesn't look good. And Boston is in the seventh seed, so good for them. And Looking out west, what's your prediction out west? 
Spurs. Who's going to get the one seed? Yeah. I think the Spurs will hold on to the one seed. They've won 14 out of their last 15, I think. And they're, I think they're winning tonight against the Sacramento Kings, against the, the Jimmer Fredette-led Sacramento Kings. <laughs> so <laughs> they'll, they'll probably win 15 out of 16. Um, and they're just a really deep team that knows how to play in the regular season. So, And they, they could play without their missing even two of their big three and still win games. Then I see no. Oklahoma City second and probably the Clippers third. Right. Uh, you know, I think the big sleeper team in the West is the Clippers. They're a very, very good team. Chris Paul, spicy as ever. Blake Griffin's, you know, improving on the jumper. He doesn't have that really long release anymore. I'm working on that. But, um, you know, it sounds like uh, after living in San Antonio, you're becoming a big Spurs <laughs> super fan. Just, uh, just talking about these guys, just gushing over them. <laughs> What's that uh, effect of living in San Antonio? I actually don't watch too many of their games, um, but I do I do hear a lot about them. The thing is with the, the Spurs, though, is that they they play really well together, and their offense is just almost. I mean, they they've just you can tell they've probably run thousands of reps in their sets. Um, I've also watched a lot of Clipper games. They're they're they can be good, but when when Chris Paul is in the game and Crawford has to shoulder the offensive load, he isn't. You know, he's not on. He's just really bad offense. So, yeah. I mean, also, though, the Clippers have, I think they've either beat the Spurs two or three times this year by 20 points. So, if they match with the playoff, you know, the Clippers could take it, maybe. Yeah, they don't, they don't want to get swept again. So, it's a pretty fun year in uh, the NBA. And, uh, you know, we got a lot to look forward to. We got a lot of... Uh, Laker hating to do uh, for the rest of the year, and uh, just can't wait to uh, just express my disappointment when they don't make the playoffs at the end of this year. Get my speech ready, but it looks like it's going to be a really fun uh, year. We're going to go ahead and split this into two parts. Check out part two of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>